You're listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast, hosted by Joe Hunter on the Sound of Life at soundoflife.org. I am Joe, Monday Mug Day. How about the early bird gets the mug day? That's right. Bible Jeopardy coming up. I call it Bible Jeopardy just because it just sounds better than Bible trivia. That's all. Oh, man. But as, as I said earlier, you know, a little bio on Moses probably wouldn't help. So the first person with the correct answer on the hotline, which is toll free, 800-946-1765. You win my mug today. All right. So uh, Mondays, at least TFN, you know, we're going to do it two times Monday morning. Wow. Amazing. And I thought I'd get the early birds uh, an opportunity here. So that's coming up in a few minutes right after I tell you about how these students. Now, these are engineering students. So they had a lot of fun doing this. The teacher, uh, prior to their midterm exams, was he just had recently, over in the Philippines, they uh, the teacher, Mary Joy, asked him to make, and I quote, anti-cheating hats. They were going to wear them during their midterm exams. It takes a lot of guts to do that, right? College students, you're going to make an anti-cheating hat and wondering what they came up with. You got the idea from a university, Thai University, uh, Thai University, you know, there. So, uh, but I mean, just to, just to ask them. And the thing is, they were so good that they made the news. <laughs> Isn't that cool? She was just thrilled, much to her surprise. They took the challenge pretty seriously. And it has garnered plenty of attention and amused the internet, of course. I mean, to be able to show up to do that, you know, that's, and that's that age where it's like, oh, you know, it's, I'm going to show up with my project on my head. And then it's amazing from Spartan helmets and egg cartons to hangers with printed, quote, underwear. They weren't real, you know, the creative bunch didn't hold back on that assignment. And I'll post the article for you. You can see it while you're having your cereal this morning. It's really cool. She said, I, I really love and I'm proud of my students because their engineering midterm exams can be pretty stressful. And they managed to add some color and some fun. So thank you very much, students. You make me proud. Yes, indeedy. It should be noted, however, that she still believes the best way to have integrity is just not to cheat at all, with or without the hats, right? Totally. Yeah. Your daily dose of encouragement. I've got a smile on my face and a twinkle in my eye. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. All right, it is Monday, Monday. And as I said, the first person with the correct answer on the hotline, which is toll-free, 800-946-1765. First person I get a hold of, man, you win the mug with a sample of Joe Coffee. Yes, indeedy. So here it goes, right? The, the question on Bible Jeopardy, you don't have to put your answer in the form of a question. How did Moses' mother save him from the Egyptian soldiers? Okay, did she dress him like a soldier? Did she hide him under the bed or put him in a basket in the river? All right, so let's go right now. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Cup of Joe Morning Show. It's Monday Mug Day. Mug number one going out the door. Maybe if anybody wants my mug, <laughs> go to the Cup of Joe Morning Show hotline and see. Good morning, Cup of Joe Morning Show. Who's this? Good morning, this is Lisa. How are you today? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. All right, you want my mug? 
I do. All right, here we go. How did Moses' mother save him from the Egyptian soldiers? Did she dress him like a soldier, hide him under the bed, or put him in a basket in the river? She put him in a basket in the river. That is correct. You go to the head of the class with my mom. <laughs> yes. Congratulations. Yeah. All right. Oh, a little bit of fun this morning. My mug complete with uh, Joe and Jono's coffee. <laughs> a little sample of Joe Coffee. There you go right there. Thank you, Lisa, for listening and calling. Turned out to be a pretty popular time. You guys are scary, I'll tell you. You guys are up and at them and functioning and all that stuff. And Sometimes it's hard to function just to make a cup of coffee because you haven't had a cup of coffee yet. Okie dokie, here we go. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Have some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. The sound of life. So I guess the early question is, does your faith, does your Christianity, well, I guess any faith really would be a bit applicable to, not just following Jesus, but because... Uh, you know, no matter what faith you apply to, right? You're supposed to be a good person, I, di- I think, as far as I know. Uh, does it f- carry over into the sporting arena? Mmm. Thought about that this morning. And I'm not just talking about the New York Yankees, okay, and their fans. A lot of people take the opportunity to, ooh, you know, I'm making fun of them today. Ooh, I'm giving them a hard time, you know. But I was thinking about a couple of things that happened in the NFL yesterday. One in particular, and there's already been an article written about it. And that has to do with Tom Brady. Now, (laughs) I'm a big Carolina Panthers fan because that's where I'm from. They never had a pro team when I was growing up. It's very difficult to root for Atlanta or Washington. That were the two nearest teams. We always had college football. And so for the last several years, you know, there's been a team right there in Charlotte for the Carolinas. It's been kind of tough being a a fan of theirs, although they had some pretty good years. But this year, they're not starting out too good at all. In fact, they traded their best running back uh, in the middle of the week to a team, San Francisco, who's doing pretty well. So, you know, they're obviously in a rebuilding year. They play the team that was in the Super Bowl last year, Tom Brady, a handful of Super Bowl rings coming in. He's having a tough year, and it got really bad yesterday. And there were some things that happened that were just, uh, you just don't see them in the NFL. I mean, it was really something. So, you know, you kind of, if you're watching, you just kind of ache because you've had days like that, right? You've had days, I'm thinking, probably, please, I know you have. <laughs> you know, where just nothing is going right, and you cannot figure out why. You just can't, and I'm telling you, you can be on the highest mountain. You can have two handful of championship rings and stuff and have a bad day, can't you? You can just, it can just come tumbling down. And not only that, it was the toughest weekend for him, I think, with his whole... <sighs> Divorce proceedings in the marriage and everything. I don't know what that's going to lead to, but people were shocked about that. And so, you know, you can't help but wonder, and maybe you're thinking, well, I know good and well that's what's on his mind. How could it not be? It has to be. He's a human being. Anyway, it's just something that I thought about that I would throw out there because... I mean, if you've, if you've been around a while, if you rooted for college teams or pro teams or whatever, you've been on the bottom. <laughs> you know, it's no fun. You've probably been on the top, right? 
That's why the coach at the University of Virginia a few years ago, back, I think it was before the pandemic, of course, they won the national championship in men's college basketball. You know what he did? He went in the locker room. You know what? He put on that song by Taran Wells, Hills and Valleys. Because right now we're on top of the hill, but there's valleys, right? And he wanted them to know that. And that's one of the things you know. You ought to know, anyway. Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't stop drinking the coffee. I stopped drinking the coffee. I've stopped doing the standing and the walking and the words, putting it to sentence, doing. The sound of life. I'm glad you're along this morning. It is Monday Mug Day. Round two actually coming up. Yeah, I had an early bird special at about 6.15. So if you missed that, well, you're in the right place. Right? It was pretty popular. So first person with the correct answer on the Bible Jeopardy question there. You don't have to put your your answer in the form of a question. I don't even know what I'm saying. First person with the correct answer on the hotline, which is toll-free, 800-946-1765. You get the one and only Cup of Joe Morning Show travel mug, complete with a sample of Joe Coffee. How cool is that? I want to share something with you from a person I'd never heard of till last Friday, Nona Jones. Turns out she's an international speaker, preacher, executive, head of the global faith-based partnerships at Facebook. I didn't even know there was such a thing. And she's head of it. She has experience in technology. She's a technology innovator. And she has been encouraged to launch social media revolution by equipping churches to leverage social media as a strategic tool for building God's kingdom. Get all that? Her website is Nona, N-O-N-A, NonaJones.com. You may be very familiar with her. She's sitting in her car, and she had a kind of a revelation for women and anybody, really, because let's face it, we all scroll, right? We all check out social media. We have our own favorite social media. And there's something about that that you should know. All right? So, right after that, we'll get into... Some things, and Dr. Tony Evans, a couple minutes with him, we'll check the weather, and then an opportunity to win the Monday Mug Day, right? Seven sixteen. This is this is um, Nona Jones, right? Listen carefully. About ten years ago, I was planning to host a women's conference in Atlanta, and I remember at the time I was following this woman on Instagram who. Like she just oozed fabulosity. Like she was always wearing designer clothes, had the expensive handbags, was always wearing the red bottom shoes, was taking pictures in expensive restaurants. And I was like, I want her to speak at my conference because I want her to inspire women to level up their life. Well, I got a chance to call her and I was explaining my heart for the conference. And she said to me, Nona, I would love to do this, but I just got evicted from my apartment and I'm actually staying with a friend and sleeping on their couch. And I don't know where I'm going to be at by the time of your conference. Y'all, I was shook because that same morning, she posted a picture of herself standing in the middle of the street holding a Chanel bag showing off her red bottom shoes while she was sleeping on her friend's couch. And I realized in that moment that if we're not careful, we will end up comparing our reality to another person's fiction. And this is why I'm killing comparison because too many of us are feeling like we don't measure up because the measuring stick that we're using isn't even real. The Sound of Life. All right, here we 
go. It's Monday, Mug Day, number two. <laughs> yeah, even though it is 722, all right? So here you go. You want my mug. It comes with Joe Coffee. Sample of that for you. This morning, first person with the correct answer on the hotline, 800-946-1765. You win, okay? You do not have to put your answer in the form of a question, even though I call it Bible Jeopardy, because it sounds a lot better than calling it Bible Trivia, but I guess it could be. Okay, the question is, what city did God make the walls fall so Joshua and the Israelites could conquer it? Was it Jericho, Jerusalem, or Jersey City? (laughs) The Sound of Life. Here we go! Oh, I knew it was there. So it's uh, part two of Monday Mug Day. Wow. The old Bible Jeopardy right there. See if anybody wants the Cup of Joe Morning Show travel mug with a sample of Joe Coffee in there. See you go to the hotline. Cup of Joe Morning Show. Who's this? Hi, my name is Deb. Hey, Deb. You doing okay? I'm fine. How are you? <laughs> doing great now that you called. I'm telling you. Do you want my mug? I would love to have your mug. All right. What do you think? This, what, what city did God make the walls oh. fall? Yes. I knew that answer before you even gave us the multiple choice. I bet you. Yes, you have it. Congratulations. Go to the head of the class with a mug. Are you guys? Yeah. Oh, cool. (laughs) It is cool. (laughs) Congratulations. What a Monday morning. Okay, good. That make it a little better for you? I always knew the answers, and I never, I'll never, i never get through, and here I am getting through. You see there, think you never get through. Have a little faith. <laughs> I'm just picking at you. I know it's tough. Thank you so much for trying. God bless you today. Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't imagine traveling to school every day without it. It helps me um, in my prayer over our school and our students and teachers. So thank you for all that you do. The Sound of Life. So uh, she was born on this day, I'm hoping. I know Jackie Robinson died on this day. I just have to... Oh, Rosa, oh, she died on this day in 2005. Talking about Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks, look her up, too. I mean, you know, it's... it's I tell you, people are fascinating looking them up. Um, you know, and, and finding out about them. Um, she... They put up a lot back in those days just because of the color of her skin in, in places riding the bus. What they used to do... Now, you probably always heard Rosa Parks refused to give up her seat... When asked to, you know, move to the back of the bus or whatever, and she wouldn't do it, and she got arrested and all this. First of all, she knew exactly what she was going to do the next time this happened. Because every time she rode the bus, and that's what she did every day, this, this was a possibility. Because it was not just a section of the bus in the back. It was a movable section of the bus for white people in the front. So if somebody came on the bus and they were white, oh, well, we've got to take off a few more seats. If there wasn't room and you were black, you had to get off the bus. Stand out there in the rain. How many times are you going to do that? You paid to be on that bus. And you're standing out there. People today be like, what? That's, that's, that was the thing. That was the rule. And she had just, you know, she's coming home from day's work, and she's like, if, if if she knew what she was going to do the next time she was asked to move, and she didn't do it. And, of course, she became a very brave symbol of what should have been right. And her name is Rosa Parks. And she did say something pretty valuable to remember. Each person must live their life as a model for others. Wow. 
Waking up with a cup of joe. You make my drive to work so worth having. Thank you for the entertainment, the music, the love, the blessings. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. Oh, man. Eric posted. He said, tonight I went into Walmart to buy a pizza for dinner. Maybe you can put yourself... I think we've all been there. Not to buying pizza at Walmart, but to being in line... You know, when you're standing there with one item and the guy in front of you, well, you know, he's got shorts, a hoodie, a flat bill hat, you know, kind of a scruffy beard. He said, I immediately judged the man and I thought, wow, what a scruffy guy. You know, he had a cart full of items. I only had a pizza. And, you know, you just kind of do it, maybe subconsciously at some level. And then the guy turns to you and says, hey, you want to go ahead of me? And, and you're like, oh, wow. <laughs> I said, thank you, and I felt pretty bad, Eric said. I went to pay for my pizza, and I couldn't find my $10 bill that I knew was in my wallet. I put it in there, and now I couldn't find it. I didn't have any money to pay for the pizza. I tried my card, and it got declined. I started scouring my wallet again. <laughs> Right now, when you're hoping for the rapture, right? The money wasn't there. And so the man behind me tells the cashier, just put it on this, put it on my tab. I'll pay it for his pizza. Didn't ask any questions, just bought a stranger a pizza and wanted nothing in return. Eric said, I thanked him what seemed like a thousand times. And on my drive home, I cried for the first time in about a year. He said, tonight... My hatred was challenged, really. They're still good people out there. And tonight, I got put in my place. And boy, sometimes God does that to me, too. A great way to start your day. Go ahead. Make my day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The Sound of Life. Good morning. I am Joe. And that is Ann Wilson and her song, My Jesus, Let My Jesus Save Your Life. I don't know the exact words in the song, that saved a woman's life, but it did, at least one woman. And of course, one of the most meaningful and rewarding experiences that a Christian music artist can have is knowing that a song they recorded and made a difference in somebody's life. And that's the significant difference. And I'll tell you a little bit about Ann Wilson, because you may not know this. Um, Her brother was killed in a car crash when he was 23. She was younger. She was 19. She took to piano and began to use music as her way of coping and processing her loss. She also was, uh, what do they say, journaling, right? She used some of those journalings to create some of her music. Uh, She was listening to Hillsong Worship song called What a Beautiful Name and listened to it on the piano and stuff. And her parents were blessed by her playing and singing that they asked her to perform at her brother's funeral, which is pretty profound since she had never sung or played in front of an audience. It was not a typical activity for her. But it did lead, basically led to her signing a Christian music label. I'll just put, I guess, give you the short one right there. Um, But she said, this lady came up to me at a show the other week struggling with cancer, lost all her hair. She said she was ready to end her life. And she said, I was in the car 
and I heard that song, My Jesus, came on the radio. And she decided to give her life to Jesus, let go of those thoughts, and now she's living free in Jesus, still fighting cancer, but knows that she has a purpose and a reason for being here. She said, Ann Wilson said, there's so much power in music, especially music that glorifies Jesus. And so just thinking back on when I wrote that song, and then to see how many lives it's impacted, it's an honor. And I'm so grateful. Is that something? Here's Ann Wilson, still very young, who just can plainly remember. I'm, I'm, a, you know, she's part of the people that are being helped by Hillsong music and other worship music, and now she's part of that helping people. That's how fast God worked in her life. Um, there is a suicide and crisis lifeline, which you can simply call nine eight eight to reach. I'll post these on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. There's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, which is 800-273-8255. You can text the word HOME to 741741. And then, of course, there's griefshare.org, which is a Christian ministry right there. I'll post the uh, I'll post the link to all those numbers and stuff. You can check them out if you like. Keep them for reference on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Might as well get up, do something. The sound of life. Hey, I got something that's uh, not doesn't necessarily have to be for your kids, but it's kind of geared towards your kids. And yes, it is an app. I'm telling you about an app, right? You got to get the gas app. You heard me correctly, gas. All right, it's an app for teens. And that is refreshingly positive. Let me go over the details, all right? It's an anonymous question and answer app that has users only able to answer and ask questions about their classmates. Oh, wow, yeah. Came out in August of last year. According to the Wall Street Journal, top downloaded social media app in the App Store, which is pretty amazing since it's only in 12 states. They won't tell you which 12 states, but I'm pretty sure New York, New York City's one of them. I mean, I would think, you know, it would make sense. The essence of gas sees uh, the users anonymously answering multiple poll questions like who's most likely to dress up as the poop emoji for Halloween and embodies every new sport they try. Okay. Uh, which, that's, you know, it's kids. That's your kids. They feature their friends as the options. The app calls this getting gassed up. Unlike other popular social media apps, there's no ability to DM other users, direct message other users. All right. So it uses the lo- your location device and everything when it's setting up your classmates, and then it doesn't use it anymore. Obviously catered to teens. You put in the high school, you know, it's for your classmates. And it is part of a new wave of social media apps. Gas. Look, Mac. What? Just what's going on around here? <laughs> Let's get organized, hmm? Right. Waking up with a cup of joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. I am Joe and talking about this big deal that's finally on the way. The big day is Saturday. God and Country Veterans Living History event I'm talking about. And kudos to all the folks, Bob Willis, and the whole crew, I know tons of volunteers, people put this together. Unless Bob did it all by himself, it's absolutely incredible to get these veterans here. They've known him for a while. 
Uh, incredible opportunity. I am very, very kind of shocked that Jack Holder is back. He's over 100. I think he's 104 now. He was a Pearl Harbor survivor. An incredible story. Uh, we have Hank, who's a Battle of Midway survivor. We have Benjamin, who survived a death march to Buckenwald. Alan helped liberate a concentration camp. I mean, your kids, your grandkids, and you, as a matter of fact, can hear the direct account from people who were there. That opportunity is going quickly. All right. My buddy Marvin Gilmore Jr. coming in from the Boston area there landed on Utah Beach on D-Day, one of 1,800 African-American soldiers. I said, I said, uh, Marvin, if I was a decorated war hero, came back and got treated the way you did, I said, I would have just gone back to France or something. And he said, no, it's not what my mom taught me. It's absolutely incredible. My, one of my favorites, too, is Elita Decoli, grew up in the communist Albania, and she's founding ambassador of the Victims of Communism Memorial Foundation. She's going to be talking and playing her the piano that she is so good at, and I just wanted to ask Elita if... And, and thank you, by the way, for coming. I appreciate that very much. Are your kids living there in Dallas? Are they taking up music? They are. They are. They uh, they love music. They're, they're quite musical, I have to say. And um, yes, my I have a ten, an eight, and a five-year-old, and the five-year-old keeps telling me, "Mommy, why don't we practice now?" I'm like, "Wow, okay." <laughs> wow. So um, yes, she, um, all of them are taking piano, voice, and then the older two kids are taking guitar as well. So yes, we love music. It's part of the, you know, part of our lives. How about all the, the performances and so on? They grew up with it. <laughs> Yeah, when I was a kid, we'd turn on the radio, but all they have to do is listen to mom. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, sometimes, uh, you know, I'm just a mom, but still, <laughs> at least they hear it, even in the background. So they do enjoy it. They enjoy it quite a bit. So I'm very thankful for that. And of course, I have a husband that supports me in that field, and he has studied music in the past and for several years and won competitions in piano. And my mother-in-law was... Uh, a pianist as well, so, you know, wow. it was meant nice to be. <laughs> Elita loved music ever since she was a little girl boy. Grew up in communist Albania. She'll be a featured uh, speaker and player. And, uh, yes, classical music and some modern tunes. She's going to have fun. It's, it's going to be an incredible day, Saturday, uh, the 29th, of course. The dinner is Sunday. It's all happening in Kingston, Best Western Hotel in Kingston there. And you can get on board at their website, find out what's happening, get all the details. Listen close. Godandcountryny.com. That's it. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Look, I'm a frequent coffee drinker. I'm part of the club. I have a card. The Sound of Life. Got something a little something here for you. Uh, that I thought maybe you could use, because I thought it was kind of cool. It's shared by Cindy Barber. Cindy Barber's a contributor to iMom, uh, and I post it on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. Once you connect with iMom, I mean, they'll send you something like every day, and, and a lot of it's really cool. But she was taking a trip with her daughter one day. It was kind of a long trip, and they hadn't said anything in a while. So unbeknownst to her daughter, she was slowly filling her mouth with water from the bottle, and when she wasn't paying attention, her daughter... I expertly spewed a thin stream right into my daughter's earlobe. Yes, mom actually did that. First came that shock, and then a vengeful glint in her eye told me to expect to get wet. And since they were on a long drive from their remote town to the big city, 
that had been quiet for a long time. They had a 30-second water fight in the car that resulted in the kind of laughter that made our stomachs hurt. And after that, she talked and talked and talked and shared her heart. Playfulness had opened her up and brought us closer. Isn't that amazing, isn't it? That little thing right there. I learned there's no secret on how to bond with your kids. And it doesn't take much to connect. Even five seconds can do the trick. So she came up with 21 five-second connection moments that you can have with your kids or your grandkids or in anybody's kids. <laughs> Do it in the grocery store, right? Hey, how are your friends doing? <laughs> no. But that would be for your kids, right? Make funny faces to kids in the grocery store. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> but that's one of them. Having a staring contest. I mean, always tell your kids that you appreciate them because you do. But just affirm it, right? And always ask open-ended questions. What was your favorite thing that happened today? Or what do you think is going to be the favorite thing to happen today? I like the idea of pulling out one of your kids' watercolor ponies, as the song goes, back in the day. Even if your kids are in high school, they put it on their refrigerator. It's pretty cool, right? Give them their favorite treat unexpectedly, right? Draw a tattoo on their arm. Maybe go with them to get... No, 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 that would not, that's not on there. That's not on the list. I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, that's from iMom, and I'll post that neat little article there on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> the Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Oh, you're a smooth talker. You are. You are. The Sound of Life. Got to tell you about this uh, app. It's a gas app, which I know is going to be confusing because how many adults are going to go on there and go, they don't have any prices at all on this thing. What is this? That you'll be asking some teenager that was in your child's class what the price of gas is in their neighborhood. No, it, the app is called Gas, and basically it's a refreshingly positive app for teens Highly recommended, just based on what they said here. Uh, in in uh, it was released back in August, according to the Wall Street Journal. It's the top downloaded social media app on the Apple App Store. It's in 12 states. That's it, which is pretty remarkable that it's a top app. I'm pretty sure it's in New York, even though they won't tell you the states that it's in. But I would think they would be in, in New York, New York City, you know. But uh, the essence of gas sees users anonymously answering multiple poll questions. And, uh, you know, that you would, the teenagers would go back and forth with. I didn't, you don't have to be a teen to sign up, but it's really kind of right along their lines right there. And, and unlike other popular social media apps, there's no ability to DM others can't direct message any others. Uh, the idea is that you select your classmates in your school. And that's the only time that it uses the location app to be able to do that. Okay. And then you can go, you can just ask questions. You go back and forth. Right. It's, a, it's a kind of a new wave of social media apps that emphasize authenticity and a smaller social network. Because that's always been the thing. I know for years they've been talking about that on Plugged In. Uh, not only reviewing movies, but also apps. And on Wednesdays is their technical day, is their screen day. And one of the big problems with getting apps is that anybody can get on there and people can misrepresent themselves. So right here, basically, you're pretty confined to classmates. So right about now, you're probably in the app store looking it up. 
now that I mention it. So that's kind of cool. And it's called Gas. I mean, who doesn't need gas, right? That's it. The Sound of Life. I was really busy learning about uh, a man named Justin Brierly. He's, he's from the UK, but he's big in radio, and he does podcasts. And you know what he really has a passion about? Creating conversations around faith, science, theology, culture. Woo! Creative use of podcasts, radio, print, video, social media. Where have you been all my life, Justin? I wanted him to share something. He does a really cool little video, and I'll I'll share about him so you can connect with him on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. Justin is having a little conversation about a skeptic, or, you know, a lot of people are like that. Like, science? Science is not religious. I mean, scientists aren't, they don't, they're not Christians. They don't believe in God. Do they? Really? Realize that a scientist can't believe in God, right? Oh, sure. Well, apart from Francis Bacon, the founder of the scientific method, he was a devout Christian. Well, yeah. And Johannes Kepler, who discovered the laws of planetary motion. Really? And so were Boyle, Newton, and Pascal, actually. Well, maybe there were a few. Actually, that was just the 17th century. Then you've got Leibniz, Lavoisier, Linnaeus in the 18th, Faraday, Maxwell, Pasteur in the 19th. All right, but they were all in the past. Nowadays, scientists don't believe in God. Well, apart from people like astrophysicist George Ellis, AI pioneer Rosalind Picard, geneticist Francis Collins, who sequenced the entire human genome. What? They're all Christians? Yes, them and many more besides. In fact, belief in a creator who endowed an intelligible universe with order is what got the scientific revolution started. There's no conflict between science and faith. Oh, you've got to admit that is pretty neat. Waking up with a cup of joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. I got a history of, of a sports event that happened on this day not all that long ago. It illustrates something pretty interesting. I think you'll find it interesting, but this is way more fun right here because on a recent day in Durham, North Carolina, brothers Jonathan and Stephen were having lunch with their kids in a Chick-fil-A when all of a sudden two soldiers walked in, quickly followed by nine more. Now, Jonathan stood up. He decided to set an example for his son. He'd always wanted to do this. So out of extreme respect, he had always wanted to buy a meal for a soldier, and that was his chance. The only thing is, how can I buy just one, right? So I quickly changed my mind, he said, and I decided to buy meals for every soldier in the restaurant. I just couldn't stop at one. He says, what I felt moving through my heart is I didn't care if 200 more showed up. I was going to buy him a meal. Isn't that something? That's God moving right there, man, I tell you. And uh, he, he uh, it seemed like he was going to buy a meal for the entire platoon, his older brother, Stephen, snapped some shots of Jonathan with the soldiers. That's how we all found out about it. And then showing appreciation for his generosity. And he was very proud of them. Of course, what an example set for everybody in the place, really. But there was another reason Jonathan wanted to buy the soldiers meals, said Stephen. On the photos he posted on Facebook, he said, As he paid for their meals in remembrance of our late brother Joshua who suffered mentally from severe PTSD, he asked them to reach out to anyone they knew with PTSD and try their best to get them the help they needed. And we thanked them for their service and left. Taught our boys to take care of people that take care of us. And then Stephen asked, anybody that sees this post, and now you have seen it, you're included, right? 
and so many others who just realize how much PTSD can affect those outstanding men and women who fight for our country. All right? Reach out to them. And I guarantee you, every one of those soldiers going to be reaching out, right? And for good, buddy. Yeah. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Interesting anniversary today, um, especially if you... I mean, everybody's around sports somehow. Probably got kids or grandkids played in sports, or you played in sports, or you followed sports. I mean, they're all over the place. They're pretty pervasive. Well, today is a big anniversary for the Houston Astros. Oh, remember them? Yeah. It just made the news, swept the Yankees to get in the World Series. Well, it was on this day in 2005 that they got swept by none other than the Chicago White Sox. It was the first World Series for the White Sox in 88 years. I think it was 100 to 1 odds or something, but I don't know. It had to be something like that. I mean, to sweep them. So what I was saying is that everybody knows what it's like to get swept, if you will, right? I remember one time Mike Krzyzewski, then the head coach, Duke basketball. They were up there with Kentucky and anybody, UCLA, I guess, in history. Mike Krzyzewski, everybody loves the guy. He had won two back-to-back national championships. And they said, ooh, getting a little bit of a big head, aren't you? He said, you forget who you're talking to. I once lost a national championship by 45 points. So, you know, everybody's been there. We've all been, you know, sometimes you're on the winning end, sometimes you're on the losing end. The trick is like Torin Wells said, you know, there's going to be hills and there's going to be valleys. And usually you're somewhere in between going up or down. But always remember to give thanks. God will give you that perspective. Just remember that, okay? So if you're right up on top of a mountain now and you're cheering, yeah, all right, you know. I always wondered about these uh, defensive people that somebody drops a pass or they don't make the long touchdown pass, you know, for some whatever reason, and they're all like, yeah, yeah, I got you and all that. And I'm thinking, uh, he's got another opportunity. <laughs> I wouldn't get him too fired up, you know. But it's just an interesting, it's an interesting and a great opportunity to be able to say, you know, there's going to be hills and valleys and God can help you out with that in the best of ways. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Well, it was a, uh, a big day. If you are a Chicago White Sox fan, I was talking about this a little earlier because the Houston Astros on this day in 2005 got sweat. How's it feel, Houston? Anyway. Chicago White Sox were the big upset team. They won the World Series first time in 88 years. And that was actually predicted in the movie Back to the Future. Everybody's kind of made a big deal about that. It was Back to the Future number two that came out with it in 1989. Okay. So, oh, oh, Marty McFly and Doc Brown's time traveling adventures. And visions of the future. That was kind of the thing. It was in front of a Sports Illustrated about the Chicago Cubs winning. The writer said he, he just naturally you could pick them, you know, because there's one that was never going to win the World Series. They hadn't won then in 80-some years. And so they weren't, I guess, something like that. Long time. So, you know, the odds that they would win. So he said, well, you know, it would be a big deal to see that. And actually, it's funny because they missed it by one year. 
They were off by one year, and the team that they had them beating wasn't even there in Miami. Miami had a team. They called it the uh, Miami Gators. That's what they were. Miami didn't even have a baseball team then, so that was kind of interesting. They do have a baseball team. They're not the Gators, but they have a baseball team, and they did win, and it was huge odds that they know that, and, of course, the writer said, we didn't know, of course, really, no, I know that, but it was just having some fun in the movies, which is always kind of interesting. Um, I thought that was kind of neat. Put it on the front of Sports Illustrated, not for real, but uh, in the movies. But more importantly, it shows you that uh, anybody can get swept. I guess that's the lesson right there for you, right? Anybody can get swept, so be ready. Listener supported, The Sound of Life. Neat little story about uh, 90 miles east of Denver, Colorado, is a correctional facility. And inside that correctional facility is the nation's first and only statewide prison radio. Runs like any other radio station. Guess what the name is? Inside Wire. Very clever. Because it's broadcast to all the prisons around the state and online, so anybody can listen to it. It's pretty amazing. They have 14 inmates across the four prisons to DJ. It's run like any other radio station, except every episode is recorded. It's pre-taped, screened by the staff, ends on a note of encouragement. So uh, the article is basically about a man named Jody. And he said he was about to end his life 20 years ago. And he actually heard a song on the radio by Peter Gabriel. And it was called Don't Give Up. So, you know, it wasn't an overtly Christian song, but I think God used it in his life somehow. And he didn't. He said, I really vowed right then that I wasn't going to give up. And so I love being on the radio and encouraging others. Right? Some They have some critics, you know, because it's supported financially by the prison system. You know, they don't deserve that. They should be doing that. He said... Jody said, "What do you? well, we can be in here beating each other up, or we can be here creating music shows and radio and helping our fellow men here and women be better people. That's, re- that's what it's all about. It shows that we are humans. We love and care and have compassion, regret, and remorse. It's pretty cool, I think. The really cool thing is, is that Jody's daughter, Amber, who was 11 years old when her father was arrested, now hears him every Tuesday morning on the radio. And she is so proud of him. Imagine that. She said she said that. I'm very proud of my dad. That is amazing, the strength that he has and the strength that he's been able to withhold this whole time. I feel like most people would crumble under, but he just strives and gets higher and higher. It's really important to me. So pray for that. I know that they're from personal testimonies that somebody years ago visited uh, Angola prison, right, Louisiana. Quite a reputation that has. You know what he found out? That the, the warden was a Christian and that so many people in there through his direction became believers and followers of Jesus, that they send out programs. There's actually a an evangelistic ministry going out of a federal prison to tell people about Jesus. That's, I mean, that just shows you right there God can do anything. God's just having, he's having fun with us. I mean, really, because it's true. And then, I mean, keep these, keep this stuff in your prayers. It's pretty amazing. Imagine they're down days as well, too. But, you know, again, like my T-shirt should say, you know, 
People are not fun. Jesus is fun. That's who's fun right there, right? The sound of life. I'm Joe, and, well, big day in history. Not the baseball thing, but uh, it's interesting. The uh, first New York to Paris transatlantic jet passenger service inaugurated by Pan Am. Yeah. 1958. Now, in the reverse, the first New York to London transatlantic jet passenger service is inaugurated by BOAC. All right? Call the hotline on 800-946-1765. Leave a voicemail. Tell me what BOAC stands for. And if you leave your mailing address, I'll send you one and only Cup of Joe Morning Show travel mug with a sample of Joe Coffee. All right? So it's interesting because Pan Am, that was 1958. They really got going in the mid-late 60s. And the U.S. Army, who at the time started using those jets, those Pan Am jets, to take soldiers on uh, R&R for a weekend or a long weekend. They could fly them out of Saigon, and because they had the jets now, they could fly to Honolulu, and it was a good thing to do. It's a great thing to do. It's an incredible part of our history. Uh, most of the pilots had been in the service. The stewardesses, as they were called then, they were women. Uh, most of them were single, young women. They uh, really kind of fell in love with the job. You know, they volunteered. Uh, they would be there for a few years. And it was just amazingly interested. First of all, every soldier on the plane was treated first class. They got a steak for dinner. And, and you know, the mood going out was just, just euphoric, right? Coming back, they were just quiet. So one of the incidences that happened one time, they were taking off, going to climbing altitude and stuff, and one of the soldiers sitting by a window seat said, Ma'am, just want to let you know we have an engine that's on fire. And she was like, oh, I better tell the pilot. And she observed that, you know, the soldiers kind of looked out the window. An engine on fire was not going to damper their day. Nobody even cared. She said, that's how rough a days they had. You have a rough day. When you're taking off and an engine on fire doesn't even phase you, right? It's absolutely incredible. You got serious? The sound of life. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. You're as funny as a cry for help. The sound of life. I tell you what, uh, um, I'm going to mention a store. I'm trying to figure out how to to do about this, but I, I was very impressed. Because they have uh, become known over the years for giving away substantial portions of its profits. They're known for fair wages, for giving employees Sundays off to be with their families. So you probably think, "Uh, Chick-fil-A, that's what it is. No, but you're close. Hobby Lobby has become a multi-billion dollar company. It's one of the most popular craft stores in America, which makes its founder unique. Biblical approach to business deeply compelling and is true. Absolutely. In fact, the CEO and founder, David Green, wrote a book called Leadership Not by the Book. Twelve Unconventional Principles to Drive Incredible Results. That's interesting. Now, principles, okay. Uh, he has always opted to put God first in his business. Well, I know people like that. You know, people the people have, like Lisa with her diner, you know, in Port Huon and stuff. She always said that. God is everything I do. I, God is first, right? Well, she didn't turn into Hobby Lobby. Most people don't. Most people don't take a business that they start with their wife in the garage 
you know, if, as borrowing $600 and putting together f- little frames and stuff and then end up doing the first store in Oklahoma City a few years later. In 1972, the first store came out, and now they're celebrating their 50th anniversary. A billion-dollar company. It doesn't happen to most people, but there are principles, and maybe what God has for you is a little bit different. That's the re- I was thinking about this, and I thought, well, that is great. I mean, that's really great to see that. And he's excited. And one thing I agree with David Green and his wife <clears throat> is that the most important thing in his life is his children and grandchildren serving the Lord. And that's the biggest success, he said. So that's that's very cool. You got to admit, you can't argue with that, right? Probably the most important thing he said would be that business people see their business as belonging to God, right? And I'm sure the principles are really good and people would be very surprised probably where they came from. So that's really cool. But it doesn't mean that you're going to have a billion dollar business. I think that's the thing you have to be careful about. There's, there's not a formula even though we try, you know, because what worked for us, oh, it's got to work. This is the way you do it right here. I got the three steps right here, the way you do it. It's the way God worked with you, but it may not be the way God works with somebody else that knows you. But as long as he says their principles, then that's good. So that's really cool. So Hobby Lobby celebrating. Do we celebrate with them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Oh, you look like a man who could use more coffee. The Sound of Life. Good morning. I am Jack filling in for the Cup of Joe Morning Show. Joe, just a little bit under the weather this morning. And did you know that eating spicy food can actually boost your metabolism and cause your body to burn more fat? And the way that I love spicy food, I should probably weigh about 100 pounds less than what I currently do. The Sound of Life. Think about prayer for a minute. Prayer is God's way of causing us to be dependent on Him. If God just gave us what we needed without asking, we would cease to be dependent on our Heavenly Father. Asking God for what we need ought to be just as natural as breathing. I mean, think about this for a minute. Can you think of anything too big or too small for God to notice? Ask Him for any desire of your heart. He wants to have a conversation with you. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. When it comes to making sure that we are looking toward God, you know, sometimes God has to put us flat on our back before we are looking up. A great way to start your day, the Cup of Joe Morning Show. Good morning. I am Jack for the for the Cup of Joe Morning Show. Did you know the best way to get the right answer when it comes to the internet is to not ask a question, but simply post the wrong answer? Because as soon as you post the wrong answer, so many people are quick to correct whatever it is that you posted. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Did you know that a recent study found that having a plant in the office can improve work productivity by 15%, which explains why our general manager, Connie, has been buying plants like crazy here recently. I think she's trying to tell us something. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Good morning, I am Jack, and I love this encouragement from Max Licato. You'll get through this. It won't be painless. It won't be quick, but God will use this mess for good. In the meantime, don't be foolish or naive, but don't despair either. With God's help, you will get through this. I don't know if that's something that you needed to hear this morning, but just remember, again, God is with you. You will get through this. The Sound of Life. You know, kind of a funny thing about Toby Mac, I went back and looked up how old he is because I was kind of curious because he he acts so young and he's in such good shape, 58 years old. 
I mean, in a year and a half to two years, the guy turns 60 years old and still putting out <laughs> great music and still very energetic on stage. I, I guess uh, as I'm knocking on the door 50, that gives me hope. Of course, I'm not near as good a shape as he is, and I'm almost 10 years younger, but that's beside the point. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. We believe in the power of prayer. In fact, that we would ask for you to pray for our very own Joe Hunter. That's why he's not here this morning, kind of under the weather. Pray for him. But if you need prayer as well, you can submit a prayer request for you or maybe somebody else. Uh, get connected by submitting a prayer request and viewing our virtual prayer wall. It's on our website, soundoflife.org. The Sound of Life. If you are seeking to obey God, expect opposition, expect obstacles, expect difficulties, but also expect God to see you through whatever it is that you're going through. Because when you are seeking to obey what God wants you to do, you are going to have those difficulties, those obstacles, that opposition, but just know that God is with you all the way through every obstacle. The Sound of Life. Josh Baldwin, there is freedom on the Sound of Life. Good morning. I am Jack filling up for the Cup of Joe Morning Show. And we recently did that song. I was asked to speak at a recovery center a couple of weeks ago. And during worship, that song came on. And what an appropriate song in a recovery service. There is freedom. No matter what you are facing, no matter what you're going through right now, in Jesus there is freedom. And let me tell you, that night, uh, right before I got up and spoke, when that song came on, let me tell you, those guys were celebrating the fact that they had freedom as they were walking through their recovery. And uh, wow, incredible song. Definitely want to challenge you next time it comes on. Listen closely to the words, especially if you are struggling about being in bondage. Through Jesus, there is freedom. The Sound of Life. Today, Friday, October 28th, vote early day. If you're not going to be able to vote on November the 8th, which, by the way, very important, midterm elections, a lot of different uh, things on the ballot, we need to make sure that we're exercising our right, we're voting. But if you're not able to do that, November the 8th, vote early day. Just a reminder, get out, exercise your right, and vote because we have a constitution right to let your voice be heard. You've been listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast on the Sound of Life, the Hudson Valley's 100% listener-funded Christian radio station. For more information on upcoming events, contests, to ask for prayer, and to become a member of the Sound of Life family by supporting the station, visit us at soundoflife.org.